Heavenly Father. <coughs> Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for allowing everyone who could be here today to uh, worship your name. I want to thank thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us and allowing us to be here to worship his name. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, John 13, 34, 35, I give you new, a new command, love each other. You must love each other as I have loved you. All people will know that you are my followers if you love each other. Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well today. Um, I just want to say I'm glad to see all of you. I'm glad to be back up here. And amen that we're here another day to worship the Lord. So, oh, also, happy Valentine's Day. And man, please make your woman happy because, yeah, we're not even going to jump into that. But, um, <laughs> but uh, before we start, uh, I would like everyone to turn to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13. And we're going to look at verses 4 through 7. And it reads, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag and it is not proud. Love is not rude, is not selfish, and does not get upset with others. Love does not count up wrongs that have, not, that have been done. Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices over the truth. Love patiently accepts all things. It always trusts, always hopes, and always endures. It's good to know. Now, before we get started, let's, let's look at what Google, you know, Webster's, dictionary.com. Let's, let's get their definition of love. Let's see what they say. Right here on um, Google says, an intense feeling of deep affection is also a definition of great interest and pleasure in something. Now, let's look at what a bunch of kids have to say what the definition of love is. When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands got arthritis too. That's love. Love is when mommy takes coffee from my, for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure the taste is okay. <laughs> Love is when you tell a guy you like his shirt and he wears it every day. Let's look at one more. My mommy loves me more than anybody. You don't see anyone else kissing me to sleep at night. Now, I just want, now, when we go through this lesson, I just want to think of what is love to you? How does it affect you? How should we portray it, let everyone see it through us? And how should we show other people as Christians, as people, as children of God, how should they see us? And how should we show God that we love him and other Christians as well? So in order to jump into the lesson, let's go ahead and begin. Let's start with, if you could, go to Genesis chapter 1. Now, everybody knows in Genesis that this is the beginning. This is where God creates everything from the sea to the land, the sky, everything that we have today. So let's, read, let's just read a little bit. Genesis says, in the beginning, God created the sky and earth. The earth was empty. It had no form. Darkness covered the ocean, and God's spirit was moving over the water. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said that the light was good, so he divided the light from the darkness. God named the light day and the darkness night. Evening passed, and morning came. This is the first day. 
Now, everybody knows this, that God created everything from nothing. But not only does he do this, he also creates nature that, as we see it today. You know, everything from the birds to the fish, the giant animals, the little animals, the animals that we can't see, the animals that we do see. Um, so if you would, turn to Genesis chapter 6. And this is where we read about humans. And even though he loves us, let's, let's just read it a little bit and see what it says. The number, of people, the number of people on earth began to grow, and daughters were born to them. When the sons of God saw that these girls were beautiful, they married any of them they, cho married any of them they chose. The Lord said, my spirit will not remain in human beings forever because they are flesh. They will live over only 120 years. And if we skip down to chapter, verse 5, it says, The Lord saw that the human beings on earth were very wicked and that everything they thought about was evil. He was sorry he had made human beings on earth and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will destroy all human beings that I made on earth and I will destroy every animal and everything that crawls on the earth and the birds of the air because I'm sorry I have made them. And then this is where we jump into the story of Noah. Now, those of you who might not be familiar with Noah, he was a guy, you know, just an average guy, and God came down to him and said, hey, Noah, I need you to build me an ark, big ark, where you can put two of every animal. I mean, even the little bugs, the big bugs, elephants, giraffes, turtles, you know, everything that you need, well, everything that was needed that God had created. And see, the thing is, the reason why he told Noah to do this is because Yes, like it says, that it filled his pain with heart, seeing that everything that was being done by humans, everything that we did against God, everything that he told us not to do. So the reason why, even though he was going to destroy the earth, he said, wait, Noah, before I do this, I want you to build me this ark because I want to save these animals. And not only that, I want to start over with the humans and give them another chance. And that's how we also got the rainbow because this, that was God's promise saying, hey, I know I did this, but I promise to you that I will never let y'all be flooded again. And if you could, turn to Matthew chapter 6. And go to verse 26 when you get there. Look at the birds in the air. They don't, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them. And you know that you are worth much more than birds. Now, obviously, as Jesus said right here, that God, yes, like I said earlier, that he loves all the animals, and that's why he chose to put two of every kind inside the ark for them to be preserved and to start over. But we are greater than that, and that he loves us more than those animals that he created himself and chose to save. And by doing so, he gave us another chance. See, when God created us, he created us out of love, hoping that we would serve him and do what we're supposed to do. And as you've seen, humans, we, as humans, we are born sinners and we are wicked and we did things to hurt God. Because every time we commit a sin, we hurt God. We hurt his heart. We, we cause something in here that just, that just doesn't feel right. Now, let's talk about how we hurt God. If you, as you've already seen in Genesis chapter 6, how we've done things that hurt God by doing stuff wicked and just committing sins altogether. Let's, let's look at an example that I'm pretty sure everybody knows, what Peter in Matthew uh, chapter 26, 
Verses 34. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, tonight before the rooster crows, you will say three times that you don't know me. Now Jesus knew that Peter was going to deny him, and he also knew that Judas was going to betray him. But yet, instead of just getting rid of all of them and just separating himself, he loved them so much that not only did he die for us, he still sat there and ate with them and drank with them, even when not only the disciples knew what was going to happen, but Jesus knew what was going to happen. And right here, it says that Peter was going to deny him three times. And instead of getting mad at Peter, he just kept him right there and let him eat. Because he loved, because he loved Peter, as well as Judas, and all the other disciples that were there at the table. And everybody, and everybody that's why he chose to down the cross for our sins. And chose to continue to fellowship with us, take care of us, teach us, and continue to do God's will. Now, I'm pretty sure everyone knows John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die for us. But I don't like to think of John 3.16 by itself because there's a verse that follows it. 17. Because he sent his son not to forsake the world, but to save it. Now, honestly, I think that's pretty powerful because God, as you can see, we all know what God is capable of. He can, do, he can move mountains. He can flood the earth if he wanted to. He has all the power in his hand. But yet, instead of sending his son to destroy us, he rather sends his son to save us because that's how much he loves us and cares about us and wants him to go to heaven with us so we can all be happy one day. And we can walk the roads and fellowship together and sing songs all day and just be happy and be happy that we're with God, with each other. And it's just, it's just amazing how much he loves us that we can't even fathom it. We can, try to, we can try to express our love every day to him and try to repay the debt that was given to us, and we can never repay it, but that's not what God's about. God is about forgiveness and love and patience and kindness, and no matter what we do, he'll still love us. And this right here shows that no matter what we do, he will love us no matter if we walk away from him, whether we forsake him, whether we say that we just don't want to be with God. He still loves us no matter what. And that is just amazing how someone could care about someone else so much that no matter what we put them through, that they'll always be right by our side, whether we need them, whether we don't want them, or whether just all around, they want to be there for us. Now, if we could go to John chapter 13, like Levi read earlier, John chapter 13, 34, just so we can look at it again. And it reads, I give you a new command. Love each other. You must love each other as I've loved you. All people know, all people will know that you are my followers and if you if you love each other. And the reason why I wanted to bring this back up is because not only does God love nature, and not only does he love us more than he loves nature, but we're also also supposed to love each other as much as God loves us. The same God that he, the same love that he shows us is the same love that we're not supposed to not only show other people but we're all supposed to let other people see so that way they can see the love of God and not only his love, but his light shine through us so that way other people, whether it be other Christians or other people who don't believe in, believe in God, that way they can see the same love that he shows us through us. 
And now there are different types of love, whether it be brotherly, the one that you have for your significant other, or whether it's just be a friend, someone as simple as going out your way to, hey, let me help you with the groceries, or hey, you look busy, let me help you with this. You know, there are multiple different types of love, but let's look at the one that he talks about in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. And he says, in the same way you should be a life for other people, live so that they will see the good things you do and will praise your Father in heaven. Now, by God telling us this, this should already know. We should already know that not only does he love us, he wants the other people to know that we love him and we love each other. So what I'm trying to get at is, yes, even though there are different types of love, but we should also focus on the type of love that God shows us and let that be the love that other people see and let that love shine through us. Now, I know this is Valentine's Day and we express a different type of love, you know, with your wife and your husbands, you know, y'all go on dates, you know, movie, but we should also let the love that we have for a friend or we have for our mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, there are different types of loves and we should not only show those type of loves, but we should also let that type of love from God, let that love shine through us and let that love be what other people see and let that love be what helps our daily lives. It helps us move forward, not only as people, but as Christians, as we're supposed to do. So in order to bring this to a close, I would just like to say that as a person, as a Christian, I love all of you and I'm really glad that I get to see all of y'all every Sunday and I'm really glad that I just get to be in the same room as y'all because I love all of y'all and I hope y'all love each other the same way that not only God loves me, God loves y'all and loves everybody no matter who you are, where you're from, what you believe in, what you do, and that I just hope that we all get to express that through each other and hope that we just all let this, let God know and let other people know how much we love them and how much we care about them and how much we do for them, whether they know it or not. Now, I would like everybody to bow for a prayer, please. Lord, we come to your prayer just to say thank you. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. And Lord, we just want to say that we love you and everything that you do for us. And we just want to say that we just ask that you help us express our love for other people, whether we do or don't know them. And Lord, I ask that you let your love shine through us and let your love be the thing that helps us keep going every day. And we also ask that the love that you show us never ceases, but instead it helps us move forward. And Lord, I also ask that the love that you show us helps us be a driving motivation. And I also ask that that driving motivation helps us just become better people, better Christians, and helps us in every day in our lives and every part of it, and whether it be as simple as helping someone move something or just taking care of them when they're sick, I just ask that you let that become a part of us and let that be us, let it become us, and ask these things to be done in Son Jesus' name. Would you pray? Amen. Thank you.